Welcome to the Food Foundation podcast, the award-winning voice of the charity which campaigns for better access to healthy food for everyone in the UK. I'm Poppy O'Toole, Michelin-trained chef and author and content creator, also known as Poppy Cooks. And this week, following the release of the final progress report last December from the Peas Please Partnership, we're looking at how Britain's getting on with reaching its five-a-day actually selling people a vegetable side alongside a more traditional dinner is a much easier thing to do than asking people to change their their eating habits. Peas Please is a partnership campaign led by Food Foundation with Nourish Scotland, Food Sense Wales and Food NI to make it easier for everyone in the UK to eat more veg. A joined up movement of veg advocates and veg cities where grassroots activities could encourage more veg uptake, as well as TV advertising and working with retailers and growers has changed the way we think about vegetables. Indu Gurung is a senior project officer at the Food Foundation and explains what Peas Please set out to do. So one of our main goals was to see more veg being eaten and one of the ways we did that was to um, get the food industry, so retailers, out-of-home sectors, to make pledges to increase the amount of veg they're being served or sold, and they would report that to us every year. And 23 of our pledges have actually obtained a green traffic-like score, meaning that they have fully met their pledge commitments. And um, through that process, we're thrilled to see that 1.1 billion additional portions has been sold um, since the project started. She explains how the campaign aims to tell a new story about vegetables. Alongside Please Please, uh, we have our sister campaigns. So Veg Power, they use the power of media to inspire kids to adopt veg-loving habits. So you might have seen their amazing campaign, Eat Them to Defeat Them. So in their adverts, they had children, you know, to chomp on their veg to defeat them. So that encourages them to eat veg in a more playful way. And Veg City campaigns, which is led by Sustain, connect local communities, which aims to grow, cook and serve more veg. Central to the success of the food project was the work with Peas Please partners, Nourish Scotland, Food NI and Food Sense Wales. Michelle Sherlow is the founder and chief executive of Food NI. One of the real benefits about being involved with the Food Foundation and Peas Please was the absolutely fantastic internation learning Northern Ireland learns so much from being beside people from Scotland, Wales, England, all working in this arena. And it gave us great ideas to bring back to our own business. Katie Palmer is the programme manager for Food Sense Wales and says that the challenge of raising vegetable consumption is the same across all four nations. In Wales, you know, we know that we've got less than a, a third of people eating there five a day. We also know that really that should be trying to eat seven portions of um, fruit and veg a day. Uh, and we know that particularly that fruit and veg um, consumption follows a, an income gradient as well. So people who are on, on lower incomes are eating even less uh, fruit and veg. Um, there's been some work done this year um, with the Wales School Health Research Network. And it looked at um, surveying children in years three to six. So that's sort of age, around age 7 to 11. And that states that only 37% of children were reporting to eat at least one portion a day uh, and that girls were more likely to be eating veg than boys. Food NI is the voice of Northern Ireland's food and drink industry. And Michelle Sherlow says that while it's there to boost the industry by showcasing the local growers and excellence of its produce, there's a lot of work to be done. 
Well, unfortunately, Northern Ireland has one of the lowest consumptions uh, rates of vegetables, um, which is really bad news for our long-term health and longevity. Um, the other challenge we have is that, unfortunately, there are farmers leaving the vegetable growing sector. Um, so we're getting huge pressures, I think, from both ends. Uh, one is actual supply of veg through horticulture, uh, and the other is consumption of veg at a citizen level. Peas Please also partnered with Nourish Scotland, a charity which campaigns for a healthy and sustainable food system that values nature and people. Sharing its key values with the Food Foundation, it aims for an integrated approach to solving the big challenges of the current food system. Hunger and malnutrition, diet-related disease, exploitation and loss of biodiversity and, of course, climate change. Pete Ritchie, Executive Director of Nourish Scotland, says that whatever you try to do to encourage more vegetable consumption, it's always going to reflect the state of the economy. You know, veg consumption tracks income. If you look back 20 years, it tracks income. In the recession, previously there was a drop in veg consumption and then there's another one this time around. It's just one of those things, you know, people, when they have less money in their pockets, spend less money on veg. They also spent a lot less money on meat last year, for example, on red meat in particular. For Food Sense Wales, partnering with Peas Please reflected its own philosophy about increasing vegetable consumption. You know, from the outset, really, when, when Peas Please started, we were taking the systems approach. So recognising that we needed to look at all parts of the system around um, veg production and consumption if we were going to tackle the issue of people um, not consuming enough. For us in, in Wales, really, that's given us quite a, f a focus on the fact that we're just not producing enough veg in Wales. Um, we'd be producing less than a quarter of a portion per head of population in Wales, and it's just not enough. So we really wanted to concentrate on looking at what are the levers around veg production that we could be looking at. And we were also very fortunate during um, the time that we were working on Peas Please that we received a commitment from um, Welsh Government around rolling out universal free school meals for all primary age children. Uh, and also linking that to, to local supply. So our work with Peas Please has been working at both a, a local level through Cardiff and Veg Cities to look at increasing the amount of, of veg going into school meals for, for two portions of veg with Cardiff Council. Um, we also worked with um, Food and Fun, which is the school holiday enrichment programme. Um, and that was looking to um, to uh, drive up veg consumption and including two portions of veg in all meals that children were receiving in that food and fun programme over the summer holidays. And then we've also been working with one of our pledgers, uh, Castle Howell, who is a wholesaler, to look at how they can support the, the um, local supply chains into schools. As a wholesaler, they already supply into the, um, into the school food system. And we worked with them and some uh, new and a new grower to look at doing a small pilot to see if we could look at putting, um, bringing courgettes into the school starting off with the school summer holidays through the Food and Fun programme and working with uh, Blas Gwent, who are uh, an organic vegetable producer just outside Cardiff, and supplying courgettes into the school via Castle Howe through using existing supply chains uh, and using the existing mechanisms that we have with the, with the wholesaler, but looking at, at how we could get that veg locally grown and organic. Uh, and so that was a really successful piece of work called the Courgette Pilot, 
And we've been building on that work with Castle House since. So even though our Please Please work is coming to uh, coming to an end, actually this work continues. So there's a real legacy there. Uh, and we're working to um, across three local authority areas at the moment, uh, soon to be four, and working with a number of growers to look at a variety of different types of vegetables going in, organic veg specifically, going into the uh, school meal supply chain. So that's been a really exciting piece of work. Campaigns like Food NI's Our Food, Power of Good and partnering with Peas Please creates opportunities to tell stories that can promote the best of Northern Ireland. Encouraging people to support UK growers by eating local ingredients keeps the economy circular, as well as making a healthier population and reducing the carbon footprint. These, these campaigns are, are really vital. Um, first of all, Peas Please allowed us to really shine a light on the veg sector. Um, traditionally, Northern Ireland's agriculture sector is really dominated by red meat, uh, beef, lamb, poultry, pork and dairy. And that has traditionally been uh, the staple uh, farming practice in Northern Ireland with a little bit of veg. So the great thing about Peas Please was it allowed us to actually give some support to the veg farmers, highlight the vital work that they're doing. And it also allowed us to engage with citizens around the need to eat veg and get more veg onto plate. Key to the success of the Peas Please programme for Food NI was an influential partnership with an important local retail group, which could put many of their ideas straight to the shelves. Gareth McCandless, Food Development Manager at Henderson Group, which operates under the spa brand in Northern Ireland, explains how it feels to be a food hero. It felt good because, well, it was aligned with our ambition. There was no disconnect in what we wanted to do as a retailer and and what we were being asked to do. So I think from that point of view, it felt good both ways. But it was a challenge to make vegetables affordable and available without compromising the grower. The consumer wants freshness and they want good value and they want to understand how to put it in a decent meal solution. All of which sounds easy, but that that, that all needs to be right in front of them and it needs to be um, a price worth paying for. And and also, we need to be able to tell them about the supply chain for their for, for where it came from. So if it was grown in Northern Ireland, we're telling them that, that um, and we're giving them a bit of background as to as to how their vegetables arrived with them. So um, it's been, I would say it's been challenging, but, but like I say, part of what we want to do anyway. Developing a more balanced ready meal offer called Kitchen was a game changer. I think people's eating habits are very slow to change. So I, I think, um, you know, we've launched uh, a lot of finished products with vegetables in them. So we launched a very nice sweet potato and coconut curry um, and it really struggled in our shops and in our sales versus actually selling people a vegetable side alongside a more traditional dinner is a much easier thing to do than asking people to change their, their eating habits. Um, and that's been a learning because I think you need to engage people where they're at rather than um, where you think they, they should be. And Northern Ireland are still quite traditional eaters. Um, so we found that more successful. So if we link that meal solution, that more traditional meal solution and, and the vegetable side with that, we find that probably the most successful. Michelle Sherlow says that it makes good business sense for local retailers to play these kind of hero roles. One thing that they did that I really respected them for was they didn't actually discount veg 
um, at the convenience store level. Um, but they, they did take very seriously their responsibility um, to provide a good selection of fresh vegetables at an affordable price, which was fair to local growers um, for consumers right across Northern Ireland. I think they take their responsibilities to the Northern Irish uh, public very seriously. They're closely connected to the community and they wanted, uh, particularly in areas where there is deprivation, where fruit and veg hadn't necessarily been a large part of the retail offering and they wanted to expand that and they have. Pete Ritchie says that retailers hold the key to changing the way we eat. You know, businesses do what they need to do to make a profit with the rules of engagement that they find, you know, and I think the caterers have shifted a lot towards plant-based, people like Compass and Sodexo, not just because they want to reduce the carbon footprint of, of their meals, but because it's cheaper and they're looking to source more Scottish produce, which is good and not do so much air freighting of, of vegetables and fruit. So I think that's heading in the right direction. You know, and and it's also easier to sort of offer people plant-based meals when you've got them sitting there. You know, when you've got them, you've got a contract to run a canteen or you've got a contract to run, you know, student food at university, whatever it is, you know, you've got a captive audience. And I think with retailers, you know, they're very conscious of waste. They don't want to have veg sitting on the shelves that they don't sell and it goes mouldy or, you know, gets a bit rubbery. So they can only sell what we buy. It's their biggest single category, obviously. Um, it's reasonable margins in some places, if you can reduce the waste in particular. And a lot of them have got these sort of healthy initiatives um, to, to try and keep their customers alive for longer. So I think, you know, you're not pushing against the grain. We've heard in previous episodes of the Food Foundation podcast how proactive Scotland is in creating a healthier food culture from farm to fork. Pete Ritchie says that the area used for growing vegetables in Scotland has gone up consistently in the past few years. Scotland now produces enough veg for everybody to have their sort of five-a-day amount of veg um, in Scotland. So not that we produce a big enough diversity of veg. You know, we produce a lot of carrots and quite a lot of turnips and um, not so much of the sort of Mediterranean veg, which people actually like to eat. So I think part of the strategy going forwards is People getting into glasshouse production in a big way. There's lots of renewable energy kicking around in Scotland and we're working on a project to try and get that going, to try to revive the glasshouse sector in Scotland. Um, and particularly, it makes perfect sense if we can use unused renewable energy, waste energy essentially, and substitute crops that at the moment have a very high either carbon footprint in terms of gas used to produce them or water footprint in terms of ones in the open field. So, so that's one positive step forward. There's not a lot happening, I think, on the ground with small-scale food producers. The government's put some money into a small producers pilot fund. Um, they're putting up a website for small producers. They're keen to reduce. They haven't signed off on it finally, but to reduce or eliminate the area limit for agricultural payments. But generally to get in behind small producers and give them a bit more support, um, possibly helping them with cooperation, helping them with convert to organic just helping people acquire know-how and provide more sort of training and a bit of a leg up for small producers. So government's discussing a sort of proposal for a small producers scheme, which I think would be really helpful. Um, you've got a lot of young people want to do this, but there's a gap in terms of access to land, a gap in terms of income, over, especially over the first few years, and a gap in terms of skills. You know, It's one of those areas where you end up having to learn on the job and make the same mistakes that everybody else made, which is 
just, you know, we could improve on that. We could get more training in place. So, so on the ground, lots of some practical things happening. The Lauriston Farm, probably the biggest urban farm in Europe now, is um, up and running, 140 acres in the middle of Edinburgh. And that's starting a box scheme and got allotments for people and community allotments. And, you know, there's schemes like that sort of popping up all over, all over Scotland, just like they are in the rest of the UK, but that's, that I think is very encouraging. Recruiting an army of Peas Please Veg advocates across the country to create community projects and report back on retailers has given citizens the power to make real change in their own towns and cities. Pete Ritchie says that in Scotland, the veg advocates are making the biggest difference in early education. The biggest stuff for us in terms of projects, we're very excited about a nursery project we're doing, which came out of something the veg advocates did in Peace Please. And it was just going to nurseries, accessing veg from a local organic smallholder and getting the kids involved in doing what they want with the veg, playing with them, cutting them up, cooking them, um, making silly faces with them, chewing them, making musical instruments out of them, whatever it is, but actually getting familiar with sort of playing with veg and being comfortable with veg and then taking the veg home and cooking stuff. And and that project, we've done that with about three, four nurseries now. We've got another 10 just starting, hopefully, um, and then hoping to sort of take that more widely and sort of make it something that gets built into the work with early learning and childcare. Because just as in England, but in Scotland, the... There's been a big expansion of early learning and childcare, and it's a great it is a great opportunity there to get nursery workers, childcare workers, you know, working with kids on nutrition issues because you can you can really make a difference there. But despite all the good work by Peas Please pledges and the massive community of charities and stakeholders campaigning for change in the UK, it's just not working under this government. The Peas Please report finds that the amount of vegetables bought by households in the UK has fallen to its lowest level in 50 years. Household purchases of vegetables fell in the year 2022 by 14%. And looking in the average shopping basket, the proportion of vegetables in it has fallen from 7.2% to 6.8% over the past four years. What the Food Foundation couldn't have known back in 2019 when Peas Please first started was that it would take place against a backdrop of extreme food system turbulence. Brexit, the COVID-19 pandemic and the cost of living crisis, which has had a massive impact on low income families struggling to afford healthier food options. Michelle Sherlow from Food NI. Well, it doesn't surprise me that veg consumption has continued to drop despite all the good work that Peas Please delivered Um, and one thing that saddens me is the lack of teaching in uh, schools at you know both primary and secondary level because I think that's where good habits are formed. Katie Palmer from Food Sense Wales. I think it is very very difficult and um, I think you know we've we've done incredibly well against um, a, a set of headwinds like you know covid and brexit and cost of living crisis and i think you know fundamentally if people can't afford the cost of a healthy diet that's one challenge that we have to get around and and in order to do that that really needs to look at uk government mechanisms around um our our welfare um and ensuring that everybody is is being paid a fair wage and you know particularly looking at, at how people are paid within the food system as well and making sure that everybody within that food system is being paid a fair wage. 
So I think the benefit system, um, the real living wage are important are, are important parts of the picture. But you know we also have big food also needs to take some some responsibility as well. Um, and the challenges that we have around unhealthy food environments um, and um, you know supermarket offers and things are you know hugely challenging too. And we really need to shift the balance of unhealthy and healthy food promotions is is one area that I think particularly we need to look at. Um, but the public sector has a responsibility too in terms of of, of ensuring that every child receives um you know tasty veg and two portions of tasty veg in their school meals but that they're also learning about that food so where it comes from um understanding you know what it takes to to produce the food that appears on the plate supporting children to be you know good food citizens to understand um you know to understand what it's like to be a um a good food system when they go out to shop for example and that they do have choices and they don't have to be necessarily influenced by by marketing so i think you know there's a there's a responsibility within the public sector and within education there's a responsibility around ensuring that 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 people can afford a healthy diet as well um and you know we need to make sure that we're actually have a secure supply chain of, of fruit and veg as well and that we're producing sufficient within the uk and that we're not relying on imports from from countries which are struggling with with climate change themselves pete ritchie from nourish scotland you know we can't just leave it to the market or to voluntary places to shift the dial on this stuff um i think we do need a bunch of measures, including, um, you know, more regulation of unhealthy foods, but also positive support for for businesses to sell us what we need, you know, um, and as well as keeping going some of these sort of subsidies for particularly for, for low income customers to make sure that, you know, price is not a barrier to eating veg. I mean, it really it. It shouldn't be a barrier for people eating veg, I don't think. Um, that does mean, as we know with Peace Please, looking at the whole horticultural sector and the battering that's had, particularly since Brexit. But in general, horticulture has been a sort of Cinderella bit, even of agriculture, and agriculture has not had that much investment. So we need to sharpen up our whole horticulture approach. Hopefully the House Lords Report might go a little way towards that, but, um, you know, certainly for the last... 40, 50 years, we've just relied on opening the door and getting it in from the Netherlands or Spain. And um, I think we'd, it, would, it would do us good to grow a bit more here, to be quite honest. It doesn't necessarily mean we're going to eat it or more, but it does raise veg up the sort of political agenda as part of um, an overall food plan. So do these initiatives work? They certainly don't do any harm. I think the veg advocates thing has, done, has had some interesting consequences. And the pledges, at least you know, for a while, I think, raise the profile of a veg within these very big companies, very busy agendas, you know, and had some champions internally. So I don't think it's only to do harm. I think, it, you know, the good evidence that we we shifted the needle a little bit, but, you know, the big tide of the pandemic and Ukraine just swept all that aside. Indu Gurung says that while Peas Please has much to be proud of, it's the government that needs to step up. Vegetables are a golden thread connecting diets that are more healthy and more sustainable. And with the UK's net zero target, the diet related ill health that is burdening the NHS and the continuing cost of living crisis that's affecting us all, we will need to be continuing to do more around championing veg. We need regulations from the government to make 
businesses more accountable, to be more transparent in supporting the UK's to become a healthier nation. Michelle Sherlow from Food NI. There is so much needs to be done. It would be brilliant if there was a government that would take it seriously. Uh, I do believe we're sitting on a ticking time bomb in terms of citizens' health. So I hope that a government that's prepared to take long-term action that is going to need 20 or 25 years to really get people's diets back on track. Another of my colleagues in the Peace Please, Pete Ritchie from Scotland, he also said the issue won't be addressed until we have a TV programme entitled The Great British Veg Off instead of The Great British Bake Off. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about the Peas Please programme, its achievements and what else needs to be done going forward in the UK for it to truly become a veg-eating nation in the final Peas Please progress report from the Food Foundation's website. As we head towards the next general election, the Food Foundation is calling on policymakers to recognise the importance of the food system in shaping the nation's health and wealth. The Food Foundation has a manifesto for the next government and would love you to take a look. Just click on the link in the show notes and make sure you subscribe to the podcast to keep up with the latest analysis on what makes healthy food matter.